0: This year, as every year, the University of Michigan versus MSU football game stirred up nothing less than a fiery passion from players and fans of both teams. Second and 10, down to 4:15 to go. And a pass is intercepted. Picked off by Rod Moore. It's sure to be ugly this weekend too as Michigan faces off against Ohio State. But we heard a story recently about another tense East Lansing football rivalry involving two unlikely teams and a call to local police.
1: So East Lansing police arrive and tell them to stop playing and that they have to leave and the young people refuse. This is Stateside.
0: I'm April Baer. Pickup game between a group of teenagers and East Lansing's finest in the 1970s quickly exploded into something more. It was an unexpected display of collaboration in a tense moment in history that established a community tradition for years to come. The Michigan History Center's Rachel Clark joins us to tell the story.
1: So in 1970 in East Lansing, uh, you have quite a bit of what today we look at as sort of cultural differences <laughs> on the university. So you have, um, obviously, we're coming out of the 60s, we're in the uh, middle of the Vietnam War, and there are a lot of demonstrations on campus and uh, just lots of different people. Yeah. And so in the early 70s, you have these, uh, there are all sorts of euphemisms for them, the hippies, the uh, long haireds the... <laughs> All sorts of just sort of euphemisms for basically the youth of East Lansing in that time. So what, how did this all get started? Where did the game happen? So in fall of 1970, um, there were some people playing a pickup football game on the football field at East Lansing High School. And someone called the cops and said that some, quote, hippies uh, were trespassing. So East Lansing police arrive and tell them to stop playing and that they have to leave, and the young people refuse. And they actually not only refuse, but they challenge the East Lansing police officers to a game, and uh, the officers accept. So they have this just sort of – they decide on a game uh, later on in the fall, and
0: that's how the – originally was called the Bull Bull uh, starts the bull, bull, but there. Yes. <laughs> at the same time, we have some uh, considerably less polite uh, nomenclature in use here. What what is the other name by which this game is known? The pigs versus freaks. So that's actually
1: how it is marketed. That is what it's called in newspapers, and the nonprofit organization that is created uh, surrounding this event is called um,
0: Freaks Sports Enterprises. So, yep, pigs versus freaks. <laughs> Uh you know, if we can hit the pause button for a minute, um, this is one of those real life events that sort of gets passed around in uh, in oral history. But what what are the sources for what we know about how this game happened and for how, you know, maybe how tense that interaction initially was?
1: It, it appears, for, so from firsthand accounts that are recorded later in the newspaper accounts, it, you know, East Lansing back then was still a pretty small town. And East Lansing police knew a lot of the community uh, still not big today but back in the 70s y- you knew each other the police knew everybody else and so when they talk about challenging to a game it was probably pretty lighthearted. hearted and uh, I don't think the police were pushing too hard to get these guys off of East Lansing's football field other than the fact that it was East Lansing's football season to get them you know so they aren't ruining the field but it was pretty lighthearted. I know that there were a lot of um, police interactions on campuses in the early 70s that were not so lighthearted and were really intense you get Kent State in this period of time and it's it's so you get both the sort of as you said the the sort of memory of it. Um, but I think the reality was any Lansing at that time with anti-war protests and things like Kent State um It was still a really small community in East Lansing. So, this football challenge was actually a really good opportunity, and everybody saw it as that as a way to show that these two groups of people can coexist and work together and do something really great for great charity. And that's how it's how it started.
0: Yeah how did it how did the game eventually evolve into something bigger? It sounds like it, it only took about as much time as it takes uh, for the story to to spread among people, for newspapers to get a hold of it, and for you know for this charitable organization to become part of the story.
1: So November of nineteen seventy is the first game, uh, and then it's East Lansing police recruit from local departments. So the first game is actually East Lansing police. Michigan State University Police, Ingham County Police, and Lansing Police, and they all organize the quote-unquote pigs team. And then the freaks are local students, local quote-unquote hippies, Uh, but then there's also a rumor that they recruited from Michigan State University's rugby team, (laughs) so (laughs) that's, (laughs) that's the other side of it. And reading newspaper accounts of like the training sessions, they really did push this and they're selling tickets for a dollar a piece, uh, through the police departments. And at this time, a gentleman named Charlie Rose, who, if you grew up or lived in the Lansing area was, a uh, sort of just unknown name. He ends up being a pretty significant, uh, restaurant tour and charity organizer. And, um, he was young, he was in his mid twenties and he sort of organizes the freaks team. And so they sell tickets for a buck a piece. And the first game is at East Lansing High School. They play in front of a crowd of 7,000 people at East Lansing High School. Wow! Um, So it wasn't small. And that – so once they realized that and that size of it, it sort of went from there. It was always supposed to be a charitable event. That was always pretty clear. And the charity that was chosen was uh, St. Jude's Hospital. That first event was huge. And so it went from there and they decided that it was going to be a yearly thing but maybe not always in November (laughs) because it was really cold that year. (laughs) Who won the first game? The Freaks. The Freaks won. And actually, there was a rumor that I saw that uh, Jimmy the Greek, who was a very well known bookie out of Las Vegas, right. uh, had the police as a 17 point underdog. <laughs> so it, even that first year made it all the way to Vegas, apparently. You know, rumors. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Freaks won the first game.
0: We need to take a short break. More in just a minute.
1: Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and
0: advice to support people and families. More information at LakeTrust.org. This game went on for several, quite a few years. How long did the series end up lasting?
1: This particular one lasted from 1970 until 77. Uh, but it really did grow. in 19. The 71 game, actually, because of the size of the crowd in the first one, went to Spartan Stadium. So the 1971 game uh, was played in front of a crowd of about 20,000 people at Spartan Stadium. And the great thing about this... Um, is this is when the, the nonprofit corporation is begun. But you get unions, police departments, Michigan State University are all donating their time. So off-duty police officers come in to help with like traffic and crowd control. Michigan State donates Spartan Stadium, which in today's world, if you think about that, is absolute insanity. Right. Um, but Spartan Stadium was a lot smaller then. Right. And everybody sort of comes together. To, to make this event a big deal. And if you look at pictures of the games from 1971, 72, 73, it's a huge, it is a huge crowd in Spartan Stadium. So, but they get uniforms. Uh, the uh, East Lansing band comes in and plays and it's, it is
0: uniquely a big deal very quickly. Rachel, it really feels like an artifact from another time, given how our communities, the relationship that our communities are in these days with law enforcement. Um, at the same time, like the language, uh, you know, the language that that surrounds the initial the the founding of the game, it's pretty harsh as a historian, how do you interpret, you know, the origins uh, and and the way that the commu- these two communities that were not on great terms with each other found a way to interact.
1: I think just looking at it, you know, obviously from a 2022 perspective, uh, both sides allowing themselves or owning and taking on the the terms pigs and freaks sort of acknowledges the how each other views the other. And but even though that is the term that is used, they're not very nice terms, um, they still were willing to come together and able to come together under this common cause. And it's, it is really indicative just sort of of what can happen when you get people together and working together for a common cause. So I think just the, the terms pigs versus freaks, they just owned it. If you look at the uniforms and the mascots, uh, they, they definitely were aware of what people thought of them and how people viewed them. And they, they didn't use it as a way, as a barrier. They just sort of owned it for this cause.
0: And I thought that was really great. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Baer. You can find full Stateside episodes streaming at michiganradio.org. Today's podcast was produced by Ronia Cabansag. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our podcast editor is Rachel Ishikawa. Our executive producer is Laura Weber Davis. Music for the podcast comes from Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you so much for listening. Team Stateside is going to take a break for a few days, but we wish you a very safe, and quiet, long weekend. Take care.